This episode is sponsored by the Anchor app. This app has truly changed my podcasting flow in a multitude of ways, as I'm now able to record more often due to it being a one-stop shop for recording, editing, distributing, and sponsorships. This app is completely free, which is pretty unheard of in the podcasting world, as majority of hosting platforms require a storage fee. So not only is the app free and incredibly easy to use, but it helps to match you with brands that you as the host believe in and want to support and so that you can get paid to podcast. I'm so grateful to have been introduced to this platform as I've literally gotten hours of my life back just by switching to Anchor, which took all of one minute to do. This is an amazing place to start if you're interested in creating a podcast of your own. You can find them at anchor.fm forward slash start to join myself and so many others in the podcast movement. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. Thank you so much, Anchor, for supporting this episode and for changing the podcasting game for the better. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra. So grateful that you're here with me today, wherever you might be. So today I wanted to talk about multitasking. And this is kind of a uh, sensitive subject since some people really believe that multitasking is beneficial and productive. I'm on the other end of that. And if you're already kind of like, I love multitasking. This is where I shine. I really do encourage you just to listen to this episode anyway and see if somehow this might land well for you. So there's a story that sits with me. I was in San Francisco not long ago and I looked over to find my little niece Juno. She's a toddler and she was having a snack. Now there's nothing abnormal by any means about her having a snack, but something in that moment just struck me. I thought, wow, She's doing nothing but focusing on eating. She's sitting still at the table, tortilla chip in hand, rice milk in a glass. She wasn't listening to music. She wasn't reading a book. She was simply just paying attention to each bite and each sip. So much so, I'm not kidding, and this is what like was like the nail in the coffin for me, was I overheard her say softly to herself, I'm eating a chip. Damn, I was like, that is so admirable. So then this got me thinking, when did we all let that stop being the way we live, right? So like, when did it become okay, normalized even, to do 20 things at once? And not all that well, I might add. Watching TV while reading a book while also talking on the phone and answering that one text message. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) Instead of focusing on one single task seeing it all the way through and doing our very best at accomplishing that one thing, we end up filling our plates with a multitude of to-dos and think that the more we push out in a quick amount of time, the more respect we'll gain from our peers and the more productive we're being as humans. The reality, though, is that we're producing subpar work. We're not giving the ones we love our full attention and disrupting the human brain in the process. So think about it. If I was sitting here recording this podcast, but also editing photos, maybe texting with my sister and checking my email while also working on my taxes, let's throw that in there. Would this episode bring real value? Would it even make sense? 
chances are I'd have a slew of mishaps and I would lose my train of thought and this would hold a whole lot of irrelevance. So while I decided to give up multitasking when I started my journey towards slow and mindful living, I still fall back into old patterns from time to time because, hello, I'm human, and it's certainly a work in progress, just like everything in my life, but it's something that's always on the forefront of my mind. It's not a way that I want to live out my days, and it's certainly not how I want to act when it comes to my relationships, and I certainly don't want people that I'm in relationship with, friendship or otherwise, to be distracted and doing 20 things at once when we're trying to have a conversation or an interaction. That goes professionally too. I don't want to sit down in a meeting with somebody who's doing 30 things at once. I don't want to photograph a client who can't put down his phone or her phone. So let's dive in a bit further on how we can drop multitasking altogether. And I want to teach you how you can learn to single task. And by teach, I mean these are things that I've implemented that have worked really well for me and hopefully live out our best life in the process. So multitasking facts, let's start with that. There really are some hard facts out there when it comes to multitasking and how detrimental it can be to our personal lives and our work lives. And I think it's really worth sharing here. I really do wish that we could take it all a bit more seriously and it can add real true value to our friendships and our loved ones, our jobs, If we use our time more appropriately by single tasking and simply taking our time, and if we started taking initiative to plan out our days more realistically, research actually shows that multitasking can also hurt your brain if you continue to take this path in your life as attention spans are rapidly decreasing. Some dangers of multitasking. So there's something to consider if you're someone who's on the fence about this. It's actually a pretty dark road to go down. So think of it this way. When you're doing three things at once, right, but one of them has a tight deadline, you accidentally send a project to the wrong receiver. Who's been there? I have. Or you send an email that's intended for someone else or a text that's that's meant to be sent to someone else. Big mistake. And a lot of work on the back end to recoil. So not to mention your reputation can be on the line, personally or professionally. So even though you may feel like you're being ultra responsible by task switching and handling so many pieces of work work at once and you're like getting things done so quickly, you're actually giving yourself permission to be more careless. The most intense and all too familiar example of the dangers of multitasking is when we decide it's a good idea to check our cell phone and check our email while we're driving. This is a hard no for me most of the time, and while I am not perfect and I am guilty for it here here and there, for the most part, I pride myself on focusing solely on the action at hand, operating my car, and keeping those in it and around me safe. A few ways that you can avoid the temptation that I've worked on and um, have implemented into my own life is to keep the phone in the backseat of your car. Behind the driver's seat is even better in that little pouch so you aren't really able to access it. Also, operate your Bluetooth if you're expecting a phone call and if you need your maps. That's what they're there for. So now let's talk about multitasking and time management. So another argument to be made is that when you multitask, you're saving time. But the opposite is actually true. When you multitask and something falls through the cracks, like I mentioned earlier, You have damage control to attend to that requires your immediate attention. So whether you're having to redo something entirely or simply communicate with others about what happened, it's time that you're taking away from your day 
And time is incredibly valuable and it's scarce and it's our most valuable asset. So time management is tricky and it's really hard to master. And I feel fortunate that it's become, after a lot of work, one of my strong suits. So I simply write down every single commitment that I have that day. I prioritize it and I make a note of how long I think each project will take me. So from there, and this is usually during like my really busy season. So even my really busy season, I try to not get too flustered and I try to do one task at a time and really take time management seriously. So what helps me is to set a timer for each project. Even when it's my photo shoots, my sessions are one hour long. So to ensure I never go over and stay on track for my day, I keep a timer going. So when the timer goes off, I give myself a 30 minute break to do whatever I'd like. That could be grabbing a snack or going on a walk with Jasper to do some laundry, stretch or go work out. Even here recording this podcast in about 10 minutes, I know my alarm is going to go off and it's going to tell me to move my body. So I'll probably take Jasper for a walk. So then I get back to it after the 30 minute break is up. And not only does perfecting time management give you so much of your day back, but it also makes it so that you don't have to multitask. You're only committing to what realistically fits into your schedule. So when you focus on single tasking and let go of the idea that you can do it all and all at once, not only do you free yourself of unrealistic expectations, but research also shows that single tasking actually makes you smarter. Plus, your stress levels decrease and you release your nervous system of unnecessary panic. So sign me up for that. We give up this notion that checking our phones while watching TV isn't harmful or writing out client emails while we're taking a phone call is still considered paying attention. We become so productive with the amount of time that we put into each day that I guarantee you'll be wondering why you didn't start the active single tasking years ago. So here are some tips that work for me. Set a timer for each task. As I mentioned earlier, I love setting a timer for one hour per task. That varies depending on what I'm doing. But if I finish before the hour is up, that's added to my break time. So I do this whether it's for work or even if I'm just getting things done around the house, laundry, cleaning, meal prepping, whatever. I like to not spend too long on something because I'm someone who can be really zone focused. Um, So if you can relate to that, if you're nodding your head and you just like go down this tunnel, setting an alarm is probably a really good idea for you. Another um, single tasker tip would be to turn off your phone to, well, not turn it off, but turn it to airplane mode. So especially when I'm writing for my blog or setting, um, setting up episodes for the podcast, I put it onto airplane mode and put it on the do not disturb setting, or I just leave it in another room entirely. Nothing gets me out of the writing groove or the podcasting groove like a text or a call. So I'll even do this if I want to focus on a TV show. And by 8 p.m., I have the do not disturb um, icon turned on on my phone too as well to kind of help me wind down for the day. The next tip would be to make a list. Um, Even if you aren't a list maker, I really do encourage you just to try it and see how it lands. Having a list for me is a game changer, and it's so helpful when it comes to prioritizing your tasks. Personally, I prioritize writing for my blog and recording for this podcast, so I have authentic content planned out for the week and editing my photo shoots for my clients so that they get their photos delivered quickly. Since my reputation is centered around quality photos delivered within two days. So if these are things I need to get done and these are things that affect my business directly, they're always number one and number two on my list. 
The next tip that has been really crucial for me is uh, to say no more. And I know I say this all the time, but it's only because I truly believe that this is a must to live a well-balanced life. So if you're someone who feels like you could never give up multitasking for single tasking, I encourage you to look at your to-do list or your calendar. Are you overbooked? Most likely it feels unattainable because you've got way too much on your plate. So start saying no to more things that aren't urgent or required of you. So you can look at your to-do list or you can go on your calendar and you can like just even type a little star or write a little star next to the things that you know are not urgent. Just to give your mind that like that recognition of what's a total priority and what could be done later or what could you give away to someone else. The next thing would be to eliminate distractions. So when you eliminate distractions during your day, whether you're working or having dinner, you know, or going back to Juno eating that chip and just really eating that chip and focusing on it, not only will it bring you more peace, but I think you'll be blown away by how much more creative and open you'll feel. And when we're open, we're way more prone to good things coming our way. This is, I will be honest and say that this one is, is hard for me. Um, especially not so much with work. I'm pretty good at eliminating distractions with work, as I mentioned, like with my phone and all of that stuff, but in my personal life. So not having the TV on while I'm also texting or planning out my to-do list or not eating dinner in front of the TV. So I understand that this one's hard and it's a work in progress. The next tip that could be helpful is to get a planner that has hours listed out. So I never really liked those planners, but now I've become really focused on single tasking. It really does help. So having something tangible, like a notebook where I can physically write and keep my phone in a different place is crucial since it's really easy for me to get caught up in, oh, just one text message really quick. And then this turns into a conversation, which then takes you out of your focus. Am I right? So I've said it before, but living a more mindful life, ah, truly it's anything but easy. I wish it was, and I wish you could just close your eyes one night and open them the next and wake up to this, like, naturally calm, simple life that flows just from one moment to the next, but the truth of the matter is that it takes work, right? The good news, though, is that with simple methods and just deciding that you deserve to live a really peaceful life, you just begin to form habits that support that, and in turn, you do create a new lifestyle eventually you'll begin to notice your breathing is a bit more steady you're less quick to react to situations you have more patience with your sense of urgency and it will rapidly decrease and your desire to keep up with the joneses will pretty much vanish entirely so like anything good in life it just takes work but in case you haven't heard it in a while allow me to do the honors by telling you this you are 100% worth the effort. If you made it all the way to the end of this episode, that is awesome because I'm doing a giveaway. I'm giving away a copy of one of my favorite books in the whole entire world by Greg McCowan. It's called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. This book is so incredibly powerful and was one of the guiding forces when it came to my prioritizing and taking on less but getting more in return. So to be enrolled in this giveaway, um, all you have to do is leave a review, five-star rating and review if that feels good to you to do so, and a winner will be chosen at random in the next two weeks. So go ahead, head over to iTunes, leave that review and your rating, and um, you will be automatically entered in for this giveaway. Good luck.